We are live with the 107th edition of the Dodging Tilt DFS podcast. My name is John. You guys can find me on Twitter at John Hewish Sports. And you can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever it is you may listen to podcasts. Go ahead and uh, drop a rating on it if you'd be so kind. It's Friday afternoon, which means we got NFL coming up in a couple of days. Nick is here with me as always. But before we talk about... Uh, Sunday. Let's let's rewind to last Sunday and just just talk a little about that. So you you had a bounce back week, eight and yes. two now. Yeah, I barely though. It was it was a close one. Um, let me pull up my line real quick. I I got mine ready to go. Not even a yeah, little bit. If of you a want slump. to start, go ahead. You start while I I dig mine up. So I had Baker Mayfield at five point four percent. I wasn't really on it, but then I just like I don't know. I thought they were going to lose, so I was like, okay, hey, this guy's just going to be chunking the ball, you know, till the end of the game. Right. Probably going to get an interception or two out of him, whatever. I paired him with Jarvis Landry. Believe it or not, that somehow worked out, even though Landry had 4.2 DraftKings points. Uh, Melvin Gordon was actually relatively low-owned. Um, he put up 27. I just jammed in Dion Lewis, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Chris Godwin as value to fit in Todd Gurley. So played Gurley and Gordon in cash somehow on DraftKings, and that that kind of worked out. Yep. That is exactly what happened with me. I forced in Gurley and Gordon, as I said on the pod, and they both did their thing. Both had over 30 points. Gurley on FanDuel was around 10% in the big double-up, which I thought was hilarious. I had Cooper Cup go down with an injury. Fitzgerald barely hit value in garbage time. Same with Scantling. He didn't do much. Um, Fitzpatrick, throwing all up and down the field. They could not score at all. Um, so that wasn't very fun at quarterback. Jordan Reed did a little bit. Deion Lewis did next to nothing, even though he had 20 touches. And Green Bay's D barely held on. Uh, so I, I made the cash line by like four points. And it was a terrible week. But just forcing in your two favorite running backs once again proved to be the effective strategy here. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely attribute uh, last week's dub to that. Cash by like 20 points. Not even a little bit of a sweat. There you go. Well, that's not so bad. No, that's when no, I usually nice. load up on the 4 o'clock in the late night when I'm up a ton, and, and I'm like, okay, I, I got some money to play with. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to try to do the same this week, but um, shit, let's get started with quarterbacks. Uh, on the DraftKings side of things, Drew Brees, 6,500. Um, yeah, the Saints have the implied, highest implied point total on the board at 32 points. Eagles' pass defense is kind of middle, bottom of the pack in regards to their uh, DVOA, yards allowed per pass, etc. Drew Brees is averaging about 29 DraftKings points in his home games so far this season. Uh, great pairing option with Michael Thomas or his pass-catching back, Alvin Kamara. Another guy you might want to look at is Deshaun Watson, 5,700. Um, skins pasty, actually similar to the Eagles in regards to where they rank in DVOA and all those statistics. But Deshaun Watson comes with a nice rushing floor that we're looking for. Uh, you can run him naked in cash, honestly. This is a spot. I don't usually like running quarterbacks naked in cash, but this is a spot where I might do it. Um, depends if our boy Kiki Cutie is out or not. Um, <laughs> they do have Thomas now, too, remember. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if he's out, then I think Thomas becomes, like, a little bit more appealing at 49. But uh, Carson Wentz, another option as well in the high-scoring game. You could just run that back. Um, so, I think in cash, it really comes down to do you want to pay up for Breeze or Wentz or do you want to kind of go a little bit lower for Watson or your boy, Elisha Manning. Uh, <laughs> he's been horrible. The Giants have been horrible, but... Do we have to play him this week against 
like one of the I'm, worst secondaries in the league. Yeah, I mean, I like him in GPPs. I saw this interesting stat. It was like when Manning has like over four seconds to throw, he's like fifth in the NFL in QB rating this season, which is pretty unbelievable. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit biased, and I do think it's time to change the guard. But as far as fantasy goes, like if he's against a bad team and he's not getting pressured, he can still get the ball down the field. And they still have like tremendous weapons in both Beckham and Barkley um, that can break big plays. So uh, I wouldn't play him in cash. I've heard some people discuss that this week. Um, but yeah, for GPPs, definitely get some Eli Manning exposure. Um, but yeah, should I just segue into the rest of my quarterbacks here? Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, Breeze kind of stands out, um, but Wentz actually has the better matchup, uh, which is a little bit surprising. The Saints passed these 28th DVOA, 30th in yards allowed per pass. Um, I do think the Saints take this game, but they're going to be chucking it. And like, I like that Adams kid that they have in Philly, but they don't have much of a run game at all. Um, so Wentz is slowly becoming my favorite quarterback. Um, I do think Newton's okay. He's 8,600, though, a little overpriced for me. Um, not going to play Ryan against Dallas's defense been surprisingly good. I do like Watts, Watson, who you've already mentioned. I think you have to look a little bit at Dak Prescott just for GPPs, uh, just because there's upside here. I mean, he's had a lot of rushing attempts. Um, let me pull him up real quick. Yeah. So six plus attempts in four of his last five games, he's broken 20 points in three of five, like, and that's 7,400. He's kind of like in a similar plot spot that we saw Fitzpatrick at last week. I know they're very different quarterbacks, but you're kind of looking for the same thing for value. Um, do I think he breaks 300 yards? Probably not. Uh, but Atlanta's pasty is terrible. So it, it's a spot to look. Um, I mean, people are talking about Lamar Jackson. If he starts against Cincy, um, it'll be fun to play him, but I don't think I'd want to put much of my hard-earned money on him. I'd much rather go down to Eli Manning uh, at 6,700. Uh, he's broken 20 a few times this season. The Giants are at home where they tend to play better. Beckham, Barkley, they're still good. Uh, so I think that's a decent spot too. But yeah, I mean, if I'm paying up, I like Breeze. Um, but I'm probably going to have a ton of Wentz. Um, and I don't know how I feel about that right now, but you got to expect to get Golden Tate more involved. I think he was only on the field for like 35% of the snaps last week, um, probably just learning the playbook. Uh, he's a bright guy. I, I think they get him involved more this week, opens things up for Ertz against one of the pa worst pass defenses in the league. So a lot of Carson Wentz, a lot of Drew Brees. They'll both be chalked, though. Um, if you want to get a little different, maybe Eli Dak or Deshaun Watson, who you also mentioned. Personally, I prefer Stafford over Dak. Uh, Stafford's only 200 more on DraftKings, so uh, if you're choosing there, don't feel a need to play Dak Prescott. Just, He's you know. cheaper on FanDuel. Okay, that, then that makes sense. He has not broken 18 points in five weeks. On Stafford? FanDuel. Yes, he's been pretty bad. All right, you like, guys have the old FanDuel scoring where if he goes over 300, you give him nothing. Yeah, well, he guess what? He's only done that once over that span. So um, he's played some tough defenses, though, so I will say that. But he's going to be without Golden Tate, who was traded. Marvin Jones was just ruled officially out. Uh, they don't even know if he'll suit up for Thanksgiving now. Um, we have to talk about, too, if we want to do a Thanksgiving show, maybe, or something like that. Um, but, yeah, anyway, uh, I don't know, man. Stafford, I get it, but Eli's only 100 less. I'd rather go there. 
I, I definitely, I observe American Thanksgiving. Um, it's something that uh, my school it's didn't recognize. Honor. I had an exam on Thanksgiving and I was like, I was like, I literally tried to get out of it being like, uh, I observe American Thanksgiving. And they, they didn't let that fly. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I sit down with, you know, the, the turkey and, you know, the, the football and stuff and make sure that happens for me. Because in Canada, we have our Thanksgiving like the first Monday or the second Monday in October. So, oh, so you get like one football game. <laughs> we get one football game and. I was in Boston while that was going on anyway, so I missed uh, it. All right. Well, you gotta you you can make up for it then. Exactly. We'll, we'll do it bigger and better. All right. Running backs. Uh, top of the board this week again for me is Melvin Gordon. Denver's run defense is a middle of the pack run D. Not amazing by any stretch. Uh, the Chargers have been a team that's been kind of relying on the run a ton lately with uh, Drew Brees or not Drew Brees, another old quarterback, Philip Rivers. Uh, definitely seeing less and less pass attempts. Uh, in his uh, golden years, um, I don't I don't see why Melvin Gordon doesn't reach twenty touches in this game with the spread as well. This really fits in well with the game strip for him to go over a hundred yards, touchdown. You know, maybe four catches. Uh, there, there's no reason why he shouldn't be at twenty touches here. If you're deciding between Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott, for me, it's going to be Melvin Gordon. 10 times out of nine, like, you know, just every time, not even close. Um, it's not to say Zeke isn't a bad play. I know you'll have a lot of good things to say about him, Nick, but mm-hmm. I just, there's no, no contest for me there. Uh, other high price backs that I do like, I do still like Saquon here with the full PPR scoring. He does have strong pass catching upside. Um, if you want to go with Leonard Fournette, he is 6,900. He has scored 34 points in his last two meetings with Pittsburgh. Gone over 100 yards in both of them, almost 300 yards total, and five touchdowns in those two games. Like, they are just, we knew that was going to happen last week. You called it. That's why it was a good tournament play. He had almost 30 touches in his first game back. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to feed, keep feeding him the ball, feed him, feed him, feed him. Like, he's he, he could hit 30, t- he could go over 30 touches again this week, honestly. Um, so, at 6,900, I, I love that spot for him. Um then the value backs that we're going to be looking at, Alex Collins, since he's run D, he's been pretty piss poor against the, the RB1s, giving up 25-plus DraftKings points in four of the last five weeks. Um, this also makes Buck Allen appealing in the same breath at 3,700 with pretty well ample opportunities for, for vulturing here. You know, Lamar Jackson could mm-hmm. run one in, Buck Allen it could be Alex Collins. You know, it's kind of a, a committee right now, but I think Collins is still at RB one, so forty four hundred. You got to look at him. Mark Ingram as well. He's forty. He's still forty seven hundred. Uh, he had that one bad game at five K where he only had like ten touches and he fumbled. But uh, I expect him to be back around probably not thirty points this week. We can see him around fifteen um, if he has a little bit of role in the pass catching game. Dion Lewis, you guys know how I love to play chalk the week after it's chalk and then it busts because he burns so many people that nobody wants to play him. Um, that's just like a thing I've been doing, and I think it's worked out pretty well so far. So I don't think we see Derrick Henry getting as many carries this week. Um, Derrick Henry just had those two vulture touchdowns because they were just putting him in at the end of the game to run the game out because they were slapping the New England Patriots, which I, I loved watching. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then Peyton Barber, he's only thirty six hundred. 
against the Giants run defense that has not been great against running back ones. Um, and no Ronald Jones. So he could see some touches here. 3,600, you know, it's really not much of a risk. It's more of a tournament play for sure because he could go out there and get you five points. But at 3,600, I think you should definitely consider that. So there's my running back spiel. Uh, Nick, go ahead and Dutch rudder Ezekiel Elliott for us. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll start with Gordon, though, but <laughs> I agree Gordon's the best running back on this slate. I don't think there's really any question there. Kamara's more expensive on FanDuel. I think in tournaments you could go there. Like, I could see a world where he scores 30 points here. It's it's Alvin Kamara. He's a great play, but he's too expensive at 8,900. I'm hoping that keeps people off him. I will probably play him a lot with Drew Brees in tournaments. Um, Barkley, mm, too expensive. I'm a Giants fan. I love Barkley. He only has a or five touchdowns this season uh, at that price you, you want touchdowns uh the yards aren't going to do it um so i'm all over gordon and then zeke who you talk down a bit and i get talking him down if you're just comparing him to gordon um but this is just a ridiculously good matchup um against atlanta who made nick chubb look like walter payton last week according to pro football focus they have the 30th ranked rundy in the league um they did just add Amari Cooper, which I think actually helps Zeke because um, if they kind of force uh, their opponent to respect the pass a bit more, uh, that's going to open up holes for him. Uh, and he had none of that through the first half of the season, and he's still putting together a pretty good year. Um, yeah, 33-point game last week against Philly. I don't know that he repeats that. Um, but if I'm looking for floor, it's definitely Ezekiel Elliott up here. Um, I love that play. Um, moving down a little bit, um, you mentioned Deion Lewis. He burnt me last week. I'll probably go back there again. Um, I, I do like that strategy that you were talking about imploring where you kind of go back to chalk after it fails. This is just that exact spot. Um, one thing I will say about Lewis was he did get his touches. He had 20 rush attempts last week, which was actually his season high. Um, so they're, they're trying to get him going. Um, and he looked great the two weeks prior. Indy's a good matchup for him. So I think that's a great play in both GPPs and cash. Um, already talked about Kamara. I think Carrion Johnson deserves a look. This kid's just super talented. 6,200 is way too cheap. Uh, Royce Freeman is in, it appears. Um, they lifted his injury designation. He's only 5K. I did like Philip Lindsay if he was out. Um, probably more likely to play a little bit of Royce as a flex just in some really large field tournaments. Um, Fournette's a little too expensive for me at 7,600. Pitts, Rushdie's been better than expected. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not many, like, big injuries this week at running back like we usually see. Um, if you want to go really down there, I think Peyton Barber deserves a look with Ronald Jones out against my Giants um, at 5,400. And then... Uh, Philly's trying to get Josh Adams more involved. He's uh, 4,500 on FanDuel, uh, which is just way too cheap for me in a game that's supposed to have over 50 points. He could luck into one of those touchdowns. Um, I don't think it's a safe play for cash by any means, but yeah, I like this Josh Adams kid's Josh Adams kid for Philly, and uh, he's got some upside here. But yeah, I mean, if I'm paying up, my two guys are Zeke and Gordon, but I, I think that gap is not as big as you may. Um, yeah, I mean, we know what's going to happen this week. I'm going to say I'm not playing Zeke, and then he's going to drop 30, which he can, but I don't know. He's just put up, like, 
too many shit games, and honestly, some of them were good matchups for, for me, but I don't know. It's just... The, the fade actually worked out last week. I said Josh Gordon. He had, like, 12 targets, but he only caught four of them, so... It, there uh, you go. It worked out. Mine was, mine was awful. I said Mariota. Um, Oof. He crushed the pats. I, I just didn't want to play him in cash games. Like, I got it in GPPs, but he he delivered, man. Um, he wasn't that highly owned on FanDuel, though. I think that was more of a DK play. Um, but is there, is there, in NFL, is there really any play we can kind of write off from week to week in tournaments? Like, for just like, oh, it's a GPP play. Um, There's so much variance. Yeah, there is. I wouldn't play Joe Mixon this week. He's injured uh, against Baltimore. He's supposed to play. Um, there's a few, like Adrian Peterson, as good as he's been. I don't want to play him against Houston. Like, there's just some defenses that stop the run, and then some good cornerbacks that shadow guys, and that's the only time I really take guys out of my player pool. Um, but for me, quarterbacks, it's more like a gut thing a lot of the time. Like, there's just certain guys I don't like to play, and then they usually go off. Like, Fitzpatrick, I think I talked him down. He went off. Talked myself on him the next week, and he sucked. But he didn't, like, no, he his didn't suck. Line, he had, he like... had 400 yards and 35 rush yards, but he also had two picks and a fumble, no touchdowns. So he was, like, effective, but he couldn't score for shit. And, uh, yeah, couldn't really keep the ball in Tampa's possession. So, I don't know. This week I'm high on Wentz. I think that's a pretty damn safe call and breeze. Like, you're going to be chalk. Uh, but I'll, I'll just get different. Yeah, I, I don't understand how the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had, like, almost 500 yards of total offense last week and didn't even score a touchdown. That was just mind Turnovers. Yeah, it was, it was turnovers in the red zone. I think two of Fitzpatrick's were in the red zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Okay, let's let's move on to receivers. So, as you guys know, uh, over on DPA, I do a quarterback and wide receiver article every single week. Separate articles, still free though, if you want to go check those out. So on the pod, I just like to kind of break down quarterbacks that I'd pair with a receiver and ones I'd run naked. And there is, back, we're back to 10 games this week, um, so pretty limited options for me. Uh, if, you're, if you're paying up a receiver, you want to pair them with a quarterback. Odell. If you're playing Eli, honestly, I think I'm more into Eli than most people are. Uh, Michael Thomas with Drew Brees. The, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he's good to go for Sunday. And uh, Golden Tate with Carson Wentz. Uh, I think now that he's had the chance to learn more of the playbook, he'll be playing a lot more snaps in this offense. And he already looked good in the ones that he got uh, last Sunday night. So, like me, some Golden Tate. Uh, guys, I've run naked uh amari cooper i don't want to play Dak prescott i do like the spot for cooper he's been effective in his first two games as a cowboy uh given what he was producing before and um i don't want to play him with Dak prescott but his price hasn't really gone up a whole lot so i think there's still a bit of value there at 54 um anything really closer to six you're kind of erasing that don terrell edmund's a good punt to to have in this uh indie offense and, and i know you weren't too high on matt stafford so Kenny Galladay is another guy you can run naked if you don't want to play Stafford. If you want to pair him with him, that that's fine as well. But for me, I think he's still profiling as more of a uh, a solo play. But um, yeah, you're gonna try fit Kenny G in this week. Yes, I want to. Um, yeah, I mean he's just gonna get all the targets. And one guy we didn't mention in running back who I think could eat some of those targets is Theo Riddick. Um, Fifty one hundred. I know we're talking about receivers, but there's a chance he plays a little bit out of the slot. So, um, 
yeah, transitioning into actual receivers, um, my favorite's definitely Michael Thomas. I don't think it's even close. Like he's just in such a good spot. Whenever you can get him at home um, with Breeze, it's just yeah. Um, so I'm happy to go there. The other two guys at the top I like are going to be Hopkins and Beckham. Um, yeah, it's just good matchups for both of them. Uh, Watson will continue to go to Hopkins as much as he possibly can. Um, Kenny G, great value play there. Amari Cooper, you've already mentioned. Um, Corey Davis has just really finally started to emerge. I know a lot of people in the industry, a lot of the stack guys have been on Corey Davis for a while. I think he's finally showing us what we've kind of expected all along. Um, yeah, coming off 125 receiving yard game with a touchdown, uh, 10 targets in back-to-back weeks. Mariota looks better than he has maybe since he's been in the league. So um, this is definitely a good spot against Indy with like mid-20 ranked pass defense. Um, who else do we have here? Um, Nelson Aguilar interests me at 5,300. I just think it's too cheap. Um People are saying that maybe Lattimore will shadow him. I don't really see it. I don't really think Nelson Aguilar deserves a shadow. I expect Lattimore to stay on one side of the field. Um, he's had six plus targets in each of his last three. This game is going to be a shootout. New Orleans past the has been okay, but for fantasy, they've been pretty bad. Um, so yeah, I, I like Nelson Aguilar a lot. Um, one guy no one's talking about is D.D. Westbrook, uh, <laughs> probably because Blake Bortles sucks, but you got to expect Jacksonville, even at home, to be playing a bit from behind this week. They did get Fournette back, which should open things a bit up for the passing game. Um, so Westbrook's someone you could look at if you don't like Aguilar at that price. I always love Christian Kirk. I've been on him all year. Um, he's coming off a 1.8-point game, um, and this week he gets to face off against Oakland. So I think he's someone who's going overlooked. Um, Gallup on the other side of Cooper, uh, it's not the sexiest pick, but at 5,100, uh, I think he's going to have some opportunity here. Um, who else am I missing? John Brown is interesting. If Lamar Jackson or Griffin were to play, um, I think that's actually better for Brown. Like all the quarterbacks they have there kind of have good arms, uh, which plays into Brown's long game. Uh, so I do like that. Um, and this could be a good T.Y. Hilton week. Um, I say it would pause because, yeah, he's a guy who could go out and get you two points. But um, I don't know. He's had some huge games against Tennessee. Got to figure the Colts are going to want to pass um, here. So that's another spot I might look. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders too. I don't know. No one's talking about him. Seventy-two hundred. I think that's too cheap. There's a lot of good mid-price guys this week. There's no like surefire gotta play, other than I think Kenny Galladay and maybe Corey Davis. Okay. Wow. That was that was very in depth. I appreciate that. And uh, <laughs> to, to respond to what you said way way a while back, um, Marshawn Lattimore is not shattering Nelson Aguilar, and Aguilar is only forty one hundred on DraftKings. So yeah, do with that information what you will. All right, let's jump into tight ends. Uh, the tight end position is uglier than usual this week, but dear God, please give us somebody that we can consider at this position. All right, so at the top you have Zach Ertz, and he's the best play on the board, but he, you're also paying him for that. Um, again, shootout. New Orleans-Philly, the more of that game you could get in your lineups, the better. 
Um, if you don't want to pay all the way up, I like Ben Watson on the other side of the ball. I, I really just think you could go back to that game. Like if you get a lineup and you get some salary left over, just fill in the rest of it with Philly and New Orleans. And like it's going to be chalky, but there's just so many points going to be scored in that game. Uh, last week I played Jordan Reed. Um, probably in the best matchup he's going to see all year. He got me seven points. I won't go back there this week. Um, Jonu Smith I was on, I believe. He was only 4,200. He delivered uh, with a touchdown, 45 yards. I think you could go back there. Uh, his price has gone up over 1,000, though. Um, so, I don't know. I, I don't love it. Um, I do think if you want to stack that Tennessee game, though, you're going to want to get him in uh, – those lineups I, I i think he's a safer play than the indie tight ends if you're doing like a full game stack just because it's really difficult to know whether it's going to be ali cox doyle or ebron um so i could see going there um my favorite option this week at tight end is only 4k on fanduel um it's an irish lad hold on let me pull him up by the name of james o'shaughnessy um and yeah Dublin. yeah for real um <laughs> But, yeah, he's coming off a five-reception, 46-yard game. It's just not going to take much to hit value here for him. If I could get five, six points, honestly, out of my tight end position this week and I don't have to pay up, um, I'll do it. Like, I'd, I'd rather just punt the position with a kid like this and then get my running backs, maybe get Michael Thomas in there too. Um, so, yeah, like for roster construction reasons, my favorite tight end this week is James O'Shaughnessy. Uh, from a raw points perspective, I think it's Zach Ertz, and I don't think it's close. Um, but I do think Watson's a good pivot um, from that same game if you don't want to pay all the way up. You're pretty well covered, everybody I'm interested in. Uh, O'Shaughnessy, 2,600. Like, God, just just <laughs> take take it. Just take whatever points yeah, you can get not? run. Yeah, if you get two points, like, who cares? Like, you're, you're affording everything else you want. Ricky Seals Jones is actually only three hundred more at twenty nine hundred. Oh. I'll take a shot on that. Um, if I'm That's paying, you know, the next tier up, I guess is Evan Ingram forty one hundred against the Bucks. We've been terrible against tight ends, and then of course, as you mentioned, Zach Ertz, and it's not even close at the top tier. So, yep. uh, but yeah, slim pickings this week at the tight end position. Uh, defense, no, we don't get to pick on Nathan Peterman anymore, and that actually, well, no, that didn't, you know. It's sad. He was a tr- he left his mark on the NFL. Um, I saw an amazing stat. The one that blew me away about him the most is that if he had slammed the ball into the ground on every single play of his NFL career, his passer rating would have been higher than what it was by trying to throw it. Uh, I don't know if you're a Seinfeld fan. Um, are you? No. no I've a, seen a few episodes. There's a Mr. Peterman, and he like did this this like monologue about Nathan Peterman. It's pretty funny. It's worth oh, watching no. for those who are listening and are Seinfeld fans. It's like Peterman on Peterman or something. Um, but yeah, he, he like waxes poetic about how he was a beautiful disaster in the NFL, and um, I don't know. It's just worth a watch. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, God. He's gone. <laughs> Can't pick on him anymore. But Derek Carr is still in the NFL. Um, and the Oakland Raiders offense has looked horrific. The Cardinals D is up to 3100 on DraftKings. That's not like plug-and-play price, but should be in consideration. Texans, they have a decent pass rush. Um, they're going up against a Redskins O-line that hasn't been great at protecting Alex Smith. So if you want to take a punt on them, um, not even a punt, it's still 24 and then the Bengals. Um, aside from how awful they've been against the run, I mean, if, if somehow they can defend the run, you know, Lamar Jackson 
it's his first start, you know, there's going to be those rookie nerves there. Uh, you could kind of find your way into a pick six and just kind of hope for that. But again, we stay punting defenses on this podcast. So, um, 3,100 and under, I mean, you know, it's again, it really doesn't take up a whole lot of your salary. And as long as they don't get you negative points, then you're probably good to go. Yeah. I mean, I'm on. I'm on Arizona. I think that's my favorite. Uh, they're 4K, um, but I'm really like scrounging for value. Um, so I do also like the Steelers against the Jaguars for just 200 less. Um, they've had a few big games, a few touchdowns. Like I don't know. I, I could see him doing something here. Uh, Bortles isn't great at quarterback, and I mean, if Fournette kind of runs the game out, that might actually play into the Steelers' favor a little bit. So at 3,800, I think that's an okay play. Um, if you want to go all the way down to the Saints, um, they're only 3,300. Uh, they give up a lot of points, but the way FanDuel kind of scores, it's not always the most important thing. Um, I definitely want to punt the position this week, though. Arizona is going to be the chalk of all chalk at 4K. Uh, but I like it. Um, but the Steelers are probably my favorite pivot. And honestly, I don't see myself playing any other defenses except for those two. Um, but I do think if you want to pay all the way down um, for New Orleans, like if you look at the fantasy points per game between like the top and the bottom defenses this week, and I think I had the same speech last week, but it's like a five point difference. So you're not wasting 2K for five points like at any other position. So. Just punt defense, pay up wherever else. Um, and yeah, Cardinals Steelers for me this week. Let's wrap up our six segments before we jump into our VIP Discord. For all you guys who haven't signed up yet, uh, go grab our NBA content. It's I don't want to, you know, put myself on a pedestal too much or anything here, but it's, it's really fucking good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, we're going to be in there two hours, uh, most days, uh, with games with five or more slates before lock building the sheets for you guys. The new sheet we have is fucking amazing. It's awesome. So if you haven't checked it out, uh, I'll, I'll be posting photos of, of obviously yesterday's sheets on Twitter, um, to kind of show you guys what you could be missing out on. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't signed up yet, be sure to go and do so now. First month is only nine ninety nine, which is 33 cents a day. So when you think about it. It's like twenty uh, percent uh, of a cup of coffee a day. There we go. All right, top wide receiver quarterback combination. I think it's it's the same for both of us, really. Brees um, and Thomas. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't think you need to get too cute there, especially if you're playing Drew Brees. I think I don't know personally. I think if I play Brees, I have to find a way to fit Thomas in as well. Um, but just to be different, I guess I'll say. Uh, Wentz to Tate, or even Wentz to Aguilar, if you know you're really feeling it. But um, or Wentz to Ertz. Yeah, could go. Could might go be the best directions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll throw one more GPP one in, and I have another one, but I'd rather use it for the next segment. But Watson to Hopkins, I think, is going to go on your own. Um, yeah, just just feel feel good about it, man. Watson has a high floor from those rushing yards, and Hopkins gets targeted as pretty much any receiver in the league, and I don't think. Uh, Demarius Thomas being there is going to hurt Hopkins at all. Um, it should actually pull off some double coverage when Fuller and Cutie are out. So, um, yeah, good place to go. But Breeze and Thomas, uh, a tier above this week for sure. Well, that's a perfect segue to our next segment, which is your favorite tournament play this week. Yeah, um, I've been kind of waiting for this moment 
all season uh this week it's it's gonna be this giant stack of eli um obj and then if you want to really drive it home maybe saquon um it's just a great spot against one of the worst pass defenses in the league um i would run it back with maybe mike evans if you were going to go this direction but yeah man eli's cheap obj's expensive uh saquon's really expensive but if you're paying down to eli you could kind of pay off for the other guys i i just can see this being a stack um that wins some tournaments this week so i like it yeah i'm gonna go back to leonard fournette on dk 6900 great price um and his upside for anybody else in that price range is unmatched so you know if you got a guy at seven thousand going for you know todd Gurley type numbers then you you could be looking to take down a tournament um so i like him for cash and tournaments as well um dumpster dive play of the week for me is going to be actually theo riddick he's seen a lot more targets in the past game he's only four thousand on DraftKings, and i think if he can kind of sneak his way into a touchdown um you know he'll be up around 16 maybe even 18 DraftKings points which is smashing that four thousand dollar price tag mm-hmm yeah, I'm just going to run down a few names I really like. Uh, Dion Lewis, 5,900. Jalen Richard, 5,300. John Brown, 5,400. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, 5,300. James O'Shaughnessy is only 4K. My favorite tight end play on the board. But yeah, I mean, it's not the best week for value, honestly. Um, I think you get kind of better bang for your buck in that mid-range. Um, but there was one other guy. Who was it I said that was 45 earlier? Royce Freeman? Uh, no, he's 5K. Uh, Josh Adams for Philly. If you want to go all the way to the bottom of the dumpster, that's my deep bottom of the dumpster dive play of the week. It'll be Josh Adams for Philly. Okay. I like that. Fake Chalk, our favorite segment of the show. <laughs> I'm going to double down on Zeke. I'm just going to leave it there. And, you know, if he goes for 30, then it's, what, it's, it's what's been fucking happening all season and if he goes for eight i'm gonna have a field day with it on twitter so yeah i won't go with zeke i'm, I'm gonna go more of a gpp route this week whoever's like if lamar jackson is the starting quarterback for the ravens he's gonna be higher owned than he should be um i'm just gonna fade it like Haunted. i don't need to go there Haunted. yeah i mean it, it's gonna be fun but like eh, whatever i don't need to do it like i'd rather go to eli I'd rather go to your boy Dak over there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, I'm not feeding any Zeke. I'll, I'll have him in both formats, but I no, no Lamar Jackson for me. And honestly, of all the quarterbacks in this class, Jackson was my favorite. I still like him a lot. I just don't think he's kind of had to run that game flow yet. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how that goes. Um, and with Harbaugh, maybe like one foot out the door, it, it should be interesting. It's just kind of a dicey situation. Um, so... Yeah, I, I don't think you need to go there this week. There's plenty of other options. Okay, chalk lock? Chalk lock, uh, running back combo, as I've been doing the past few weeks. It'll be Gordon and Elliott for me on FanDuel. I'm, I'm locking both of them in um, as much as I can. For me, it's just Gordon. I can't say I'll be locking in Elliott or even anyone close to that price tag because I haven't decided if I want to pay up for two running backs again this week or go with Michael Thomas at wide receiver. So... Um... Gordon will definitely be in there regardless, though. Bold call of the week. Do you want me Let to... me pull up the spreads. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Let me pull up the spreads. <laughs> Who's I'm the biggest it. dog? Um, 
fuck it. Zeke, single digit FanDuel points. Not oh, uh, Give me that, that .5 PPR. You know what? I'll go right against you. I'm going to say Zeke over 150 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. Oof. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, I don't know. We got to think of some way to wager, like, in the future, like, in oh, for the for the listeners at home. But, I, I mean, I like this. I like Zeke's this spot. I, I think you're crazy, but. I just think it. Uh, no, I honestly think the odds of it going either way though are about the same. Eh, like, what, I mean, what, uh, I like him for leak? his floor. I like him for his floor. But what yeah, I mean, that, like you had Zeke and and, and Gurley going into the late games, and Gurley went off, and Zeke put up uh, maybe it was like five points. Like mm-hmm. maybe that's not even an exaggeration. Like the fact that he's capable of doing that against God, what shit defense was that? I don't remember. But the fact Arizona. That that, uh, I'm gonna go double check right now. Actually, I'm pulling it up too. Oh yeah, it was Washington. Five. It was five. The fact that that's even possible in his world, single. That's the only time he's hit single digits, but he hasn't exceeded fifteen. One, two, three, four, four times. So, he had yeah. a good week last week with Amari Cooper there, opening things up for him. We'll see. We will see. We will. We will. All right, guys, that's all we got for you guys this week. Um, Good luck. If you have any questions for us about NFL or getting on board uh, to be a VIP at Daily Play Action, then feel free to reach out to myself or Nick on Twitter. Otherwise, we'll be back here to talk to you next week. Good luck and take care.